Hello and welcome to Motormouth Munda and to 2016. This podcast had to take an extended break because the Motormouth herself, that's me of course, had to spend some time in India where the cricket just took over and there wasn't time for much else. Most of the time I was listening to sounds like this. theory is that cricket is religion in India and it trumps everything else and while on the test tour there I certainly experienced some of it. I'm happy to tell you that it wasn't the only thing that was creating debate. There was lots else going on in the country. There were rigorous conversations about intolerance and how Indian people treat each other. Something that's quite relevant to South Africans especially as we enter a year where racism seems to be in the spotlight. Then there were things like the Delhi traffic, the Delhi Air, the Indian Soccer League. All kinds of other things are capturing Indian interests. So if you turned on your television during the series, you might have seen stadiums that were not quite as full as what you expected. And that's why. Of course, there's something else to this, and that's that cricket faces a peculiar problem. It's a game of five days, which means that somebody has to give up quite a large portion of what might be holiday leave or just take time out of their lives to actually attend the game. So while there were definitely fans in the stadium, not so many in Mahali, many, many more in Bangalore for A.B. de Villiers' 100th test match, quite a few more than expected in Nagpur, where the ground is quite far from the city, and loads and loads in Delhi, where school kids were bussed in on all five days, the stadiums definitely weren't full. And I can understand why. Due to various reasons, I wasn't granted accreditation for three of the four tests because the BCCI only provide a pass for one journalist from each website. That meant I had to sit in the stands myself. And although I was in a corporate box in Mahali and Bangalore, I was in the stands in Nagpur. And I can tell you that the life of an Indian fan is quite difficult. They have very limited options when it comes to food, for example. And over the course of an entire day of test cricket, you definitely need to eat. Then there's the rather uncomfortable topic of public toilets. And this is something that causes a lot of debate in India as a whole, because they're not great facilities anywhere. But in the stadium, let's just say they were fairly unusable. I don't think Indian cricket actually cares about the people who fill the stadiums. They care about television money, and that's perhaps the case for a lot of international sport. It means that it doesn't really matter what the facilities are. It doesn't really matter whether people are having a good time. What I can tell you is that South African fans definitely have it a lot better. sounds of Hashem's army, a group of about 200 fans who piled into Block B in the North Stand at Newlands to cheer for the South African captain. They're singing about how happy they were, but they also sang a host of other things over the course of the match. But that wasn't what would have caught your eye when you first looked at them. You would have seen guys and girls dressed in white with a stick-on moustache. They seemed to wear these hair pieces, shall we call them, with great pride, and for me, that really struck a chord. They had adopted Hashim Amla as their own, and I think this is pretty important in the way he's crossed cultural boundaries in South Africa. Let's be honest, most of these fans were white, and Hashim Amla, of course, isn't 
conservative or certainly conservative-looking Muslim South African. Here they were, they'd adopted his name, they wanted to look like him, and they were definitely, definitely cheering for him. Just listen to this. their best song over the course of the time that they were in the match and they weren't de- there for all five days and they also weren't there to see Hashim's double hundred which was a pity was the battle of the beards which they contested with the Barmy army it would start with the South African fans singing Hashim's name four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe ten times then they'd stop and quite politely let the Barmy army take over to chant the name of Moen Ali I've looked at a picture of these two together and I can say that I think Hashem's beard is probably winning for neatness and grooming. Moen Ali's beard might be longer and a little wilder. In terms of crowd numbers and noise, the Bami army edged ahead a little bit, but Hashem's army kept going. It was a tight race all the way down to the end of the second day. And for me, it just showed the power of two men to cross cultural boundaries, to serve as examples to people who may not always accept them. We're living in a world where there's a lot of anti-Islamism. There's a lot of misunderstanding about what it means to be a Muslim. Hashim Amla and Moen Ali are two examples of that. I'm not entirely sure how much Moen Ali has spoken about his faith and how he uses it to inspire and even to unite. But I know that Hashim Amla's had a few vocal things to say. When he resigned the captaincy at the end of the Newlands test, he made a statement that stuck with me. He said, You don't look like me and not be firm in what you believe. He didn't go on to explain it, but I assume he meant that because he has a beard, because he is obviously Muslim, he shows his beliefs on his face. It's kind of like wearing your heart on your sleeve, isn't it? Except wearing your beard on your face. And I think he wants us to understand that conviction doesn't necessarily mean difference. I think he wants us to understand that as different as he is, he's been able to amalgamate into a South African team where the culture may have gone against him. We know that he doesn't wear the Castle Lager logo. We don't know what he does at the post-match fines meetings, or even if there are such things as post-match fines meetings anymore. Maybe he has to down a Coke with milk and Tabasco sauce. Who knows? But he's fitted into that team and he's even led it. And that brings us to a huge change in South African cricket. Hashim Amla quit the captaincy, A.B. de Villiers has taken over in the short term, and I think things are starting to change again. I think we're starting to see a time, maybe, when South African cricket will settle after a really difficult nine months post the 2015 World Cup. We're starting to see a momentum shift, and we're starting to see a real commitment to the change that nobody wants to speak about openly, and that's transformation. Temba Bavuma's 100 definitely gave us some insight to that. We saw how much it meant to the millions of South Africans who got behind him. And now we're starting to talk about quota players, players of color, and the way this all fits into our system. But I think that's a little heavy to bring in the new year with. Instead, we should be talking about the fantastic chance to be a South African fan in a cricket stadium. Not only 
Iwa Hashim's army dressed up, enjoying their beers and feasting on some of the gourmet delicacies you can find at Newlands. And I'm not joking about that. There's now a Chinese stall, an Indian stall, there's burravos, there's burgers. There's all kinds of different things you can eat. Not all of them are particularly good for you, but at least there's some variety there. But they were also enjoying some of the best facilities in the world. I've been to a lot of cricket stadiums and I've seen what a lot of fans put up with. And I think South Africa can be really proud for the experience we present to supporters. The toilets are often clean. Of course, that should be a no-brainer. But because they're not clean in so many other places, I feel the need to mention this. The process of getting in and out is quite simple. There seems to be parking around most stadiums, even ones like the Wonders where it can be quite difficult. And the experience as a whole is really fun. It's about sitting in the sun, it's about being with your mates and really enjoying it. We've been very lucky this summer because we've also had the Barmy Army to keep us company. There have been thousands of England supporters piled into the stadiums. They're good-natured, they're spending lots of money, they sold Newlands out of beer. It was the most beer that had been consumed over a test match at Newlands. And they're having a good time and having a laugh and really becoming part of the experience. There's still two test matches left. The holiday season is over, but I'm pretty hopeful that we'll see good crowds at the Wanderers and at Supersport Park, getting either behind South Africa, behind England, dressing up and having a good time. So for now, I'll leave you with the sounds of Hashem's army. Thanks for listening to this first edition of Motormouth Munda in 2016. I look forward to bringing you many more.